Do New England Patriot fans still have the same faith in Bill Belichick that maybe they did two, three, four years ago? It's Jermaine Wiggins kidding when he says the New England Patriots should be trading Mac Jones for Deshaun Watson or Russell Wilson. Do Patriot fans agree with him? The Patriots just got to get Bill O'Brien back on this team some way, somehow. And J.C. Jackson and that Patriots defense is the only hope the Patriots have if they're thinking about any sort of Super Bowl aspirations this year. What's up, kids? My name is Ray Route, and I am the host of the Dear Pats Nation podcast, here to break down the biggest questions around the NFL, well, and frankly, figure out how it relates back to the New England Patriots. This episode of the Dear Pats Nation podcast is brought to you by our sponsors over at Ultra Game. Go get decked out in fully licensed NFL gear. They have all your favorite teams over there, not just my New England Patriots. Go check out Ultra Game, one of the largest suppliers of NFL apparel. Don't waste your money on knockoffs. Go get geared up with Ultra Game. And we are members of the Dean Blundell Podcast Network. Go on over to DeanBlundell.com. Check out what I'm doing over there. Go see what else is happening at the Blundell Network. Over 100 podcasts and content creators. Go check it out. DeanBlundell.com. And let me tell you the benefits of becoming a Patreon member for only $5 a month. You get invited to our Patreon hangout every Friday night. You also get direct access to me. And all your comments and questions will be answered on every episode of the Dear Pat Station podcast or a live show. When you're watching or listening to the Friday night show, uh, there's like 10 guys on. Well, those are the Patreon members. Go check out the Patreon page at patreon.com slash DPN sports and see what's happening over there. The plugs are done. Self-promotion is finished. Ladies and gentlemen, let's get this show started. So I've got a question for all the New England Patriot fans out there. I know that not my whole audience aren't Patriot fans. They're smattering of different teams, but I'm speaking directly to the Patriots fans. For years and years and years, we used the slogan, in Bill, we trust. We trusted Bill Belichick to make the right decisions for the team, both as a general manager and as a head coach. I'm here to ask you today, do you still trust Bill Belichick to bring this team back to a Super Bowl, to build this team to where it needs to go? I personally do. I personally trust Bill Belichick to do whatever it's going to take to make sure that the Patriots are going to be successful. This is a guy that dedicates his life to the game of football. He's 70 years old. He's a six-time, six time Super Bowl champion as a head coach two-time as a defensive coordinator he could have walked away from the game of football years ago and yet here he is in his 70th year of life still dedicating his time to making sure that New England Patriots are going to be a good team now I know that there's Patriot fans out there that I don't understand who don't trust Billy B Uncle Bill Grandpa Bill, doesn't matter what kind of endorsement he gets from Josh McDaniels, Tom Brady, Julian Edelman. No, 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 no. Fans know more than Bill Belichick. We've learned that over the years. But how do you feel? Is it still in Bill we trust? Do you still think Bill Belichick is the guy to lead the New England Patriots? I want to know. Because 
the more I read about it, the more I think about it, the more I see that uh, hyperbolic Boston media talking about it. I don't think there's a lot of faith in old Belichick. And I just don't get it. I'll tell you what I don't get either. Jermaine Wiggins spent two years with the New England Patriots, the 2000 season, which the Patriots didn't make the playoffs. And then the 2001 season, they won the Super Bowl. And because of that, for some reason, Jermaine Wiggins believes that he is the authority on the Patriots way in everything New England Patriots. Played for a handful of teams around the NFL. Nobody kept them for more than a couple of seasons. He was a cup of coffee guy, as they like to call it. One-time Super Bowl champion. More Super Bowls than I've ever won. So there's that. But he came out today and he said that the New England Patriots should be trading McCorkle Jones for either Deshaun Watson or Russell Wilson. Now I put a poll out on our Twitter account at DPN underscore Ray. And I asked Patriot fans, do you, uh, would you want this, not want this? Are you okay with them trading Mac Jones for these two guys? Not okay with it. Are you okay either? Almost 70% of Pats Nation spoke. They're like, no, I wouldn't be okay with this. Mac Jones is our guy. Which I think is like, hey, that's super encouraging because it's not a lot of times that Patriot fans are all aligned. Usually there's a split down the middle. There's fights, there's arguments, there's all this other stuff. So the fact that we're all aligned on something, I'm like, hey, right on. Hey. Someone like Wiggins is, he's so focused on the now. And a lot, and there's, listen, there's other Patriot fans and media members that are as well. So I can't sit there and say he's the only one. But people are so focused on the Patriots needing to win the Super Bowl now. We need a Super Bowl championship now. Let's give up the farm to win now. Look what the Rams did. They won now. As a New England Patriots fan, I am so used to that thing that they call, uh, it starts with an S. Oh, sustainability. Being competitive year after year after year. I know that sounds like a foreign concept to some people, as if we haven't been dealing with that since the 2001 season. Trading for Deshaun Watson, trading for Russell Wilson is short-sighted. Number one, salary cap implications. Number two, it's not going to be a straight-up Mac Jones. There's going to be other picks to go around for an established guy. Guys who are... They're not, they're not on the other side of their career, but they're at the top of their career going to go down soon so you're going to go what draft assets you're going to give up your quarterback for what the chance to maybe win one super bowl that one sellout and i could only imagine if belichick did that if belichick were to like say you know what forget it i'm almost done i'm going to sell out i'm going to win a super bowl i'm going to prove i can win without brady and i'm going to retire people would be raging raging Oh, look how Belichick left this team. Left them in shambles. What, to win one more Super Bowl? Because New England fans at the time think that Super Bowls are just like, they're just, you know, just give them away. Long-term sustainability. Mac Jones brings long-term sustainability to the Patriots. Jermaine Wiggins needs to keep his nose out of the Patriots business. He wasn't a Patriot long enough to put his nose in the Patriots business. And Pat's Nation has spoken 70%. That is the majority 
And they were the loud majority too. They weren't even happy that I asked the question. Mac Jones is the answer for New England now and tomorrow. But the Patriots need to do something about their offensive coordinator position. I'm not even going to get into the whole fear factor edition I went on yesterday trying to imagine what the Patriots offense would look like with Matt Patricia and Joe Judge leading the pact. It scared, it scared me to even think about. It should scare you to think about. The Patriots need somebody established, somebody who understands the offense, somebody who has a proven track record of working with quarterbacks, especially young quarterbacks like Mac Jones. That's why the New England Patriots need to do whatever they can, and I mean ever they can, to bring Bill O'Brien back to the Patriots. Because I don't think the Patriots stand a chance offensively unless they can get a big-name OC. Now, I've thrown out the names of Freddie Kitchens. I've thrown out the names of Adam Gase. I know that people look at their head coaching records and can't look at them as the quarterback whispers. Maybe they really are. I know Freddie Kitchens didn't do great in New York. Well, Joe Judge wasn't a great head coach. And let's face it, Daniel Jones is not a good quarterback. No, he's not. People, listen to me. It's just you and me. It's just us. The New England Patriots, more in particular, Bill Belichick, he needs to get on the phone with Nick Saban, and he needs to say, Nick, I need Bill O'Brien to save my season. Alabama can churn through offensive coordinators and still compete and win a national championship. I can't. So I don't care what it's going to cost Belichick. I don't care if Bill O'Brien wants a guarantee that he'll be the next co head coach of the New England Patriots because you can always renege on that deal. But New England needs to do whatever they can to get Bill O'Brien back on this team and help develop Mac Jones. Because even though I think Mac Jones will be fine converting to whoever it is, you can't have co-offensive coordinators who are special teams and defensive experts. Bill Belichick needs to go get Bill O'Brien. Bill Belichick needs to bring J.C. Jackson back to the Patriots. Now, I've talked about that this week. The Patriots' offense is only going to be as good as the Patriots' defense. You know who's really good? J.C. Jackson. And I'm not going to get into how good he is because I would be wasting everybody's time because you all know. You know how good J.C. Jackson is. That's why Bill Belichick felt afforded to get rid of Stephon Gilmore to just get out. Go, Stephon. Go. You don't want to be here? No problem. Go to Carolina. I will enjoy that sixth-round pick. You guys want the stamp of guarantee? You want the guarantee? Do you want me to give you the guarantee? I'll give it to you. I guarantee you that J.C. Jackson will be, will be, a New England Patriot next season.
I just don't know how. I don't know if he's going to be tagged. I don't know if they're going to give him a long-term deal, a short-term deal. If he's going to take a hometown discount, I don't know how they're going to do it. Producer Mike told me on the Deer Pass Nation live show that he's been planning out the Patriots for like three years down the road from now. And he said that the only, they, they can't franchise tag. him. that's what he said. They have to sign him. I probably should have asked why it would have looked a lot smarter here, but I assume it has something to do with salary cap implications and how you can manipulate click cap and convert stuff into bonus and push it back a year and put some dead years and whatever. Y'all know the story. Y'all know how it goes. Bill Belichick can manipulate that salary cap like nobody else. Well, Patriots fans, I don't want you to threat. I don't want you to think that there is going to be a time this season that J.C. Jackson is not a New England Patriots. He will be. I just don't know how he's going to be there yet. The Patriots defense, by the way, is going to be the Patriots' only hope of sniffing a Super Bowl in 2022. Now, I love the Patriots. I want to live in delusional Patriots land. I want to pretend like it's 2015. Maybe 14. That's the year they want it. Where you just know the Patriots are probably going to go to the Super Bowl. Guaranteed the AFC Championship game. And it's all going to be because of the GOAT, right? Tom Brady going to lead the Patriots to victory. Well, the Patriots don't have Tom Brady anymore. Do I trust Mac Jones? Absolutely. I think Mac Jones is a top 15 quarterback. That's right. I said it. Top 15 quarterback. For the people who are like, hey, he's not top 15. Yes, he is. For the people who are like, hey, Ray, he's way higher than 15. No, he's not. He's right smack dab in the middle. And I do not expect Mac Jones to get much better. He's always going to be around that 15, 14, 13 mark. I don't think Mac Jones will ever get to the top 10. That doesn't mean they can't win a Super Bowl with him, but it's only going to be as far as their defense takes them. Because this Patriots offense, the way it's set up, and the way I believe it will continue to be set up, is completely predicated on this Patriots defense putting the offense in a position to win, which means not letting up scores, not playing from behind, getting quick turnovers, getting three and outs, putting the ball back in Mac Jones in the offense's hands. Because Bill Belichick runs this team like it's 1985. Defense and running the football. And it has nothing to do with Mac Jones having a rag arm. No, 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 no. This is just Bill Belichick's philosophy. Now, I've come out this week and said, I believe that Bill Belichick's philosophy of building a team is a little archaic. I believe it's a little bit behind the times. They need to catch up just a little bit. But I'm going to go under the assumption he's not going to change. I'm going to go under the assumption he's going to stay exactly the same. And if he stays exactly the same, it's all going to be on the Patriots' defense to ensure that New England competes in the playoffs this year. I do not believe that Bill Belichick is going to put Mac Jones in a position with that offense where the bulk of the game and a bulk of the wins are put on his shoulders. Patriot fans, you may not want to hear this, but the only chance that the Patriots have of going to a Super Bowl 
The only chance the Patriots have of mimicking what Cincinnati did with Joe Burrow, second year in the league, going all the way to a Super Bowl. Hopefully not losing it. Sorry, Bengals fans. And you didn't get screwed by the refs either. You didn't. The only way the Patriots get there is being led by that defense. One player that probably won't see the Patriots field in 2022. I don't know if he's going to see the Patriots locker room in 2022. And this breaks my heart. Because I think some people would describe me as a punting aficionado. I love special teams. I love our kicker, Nick Folk, who the Patriots have to prioritize in resigning. But one of the best weapons that New England has is punter Jake Bailey. And I know he didn't, I know he had a bit of an off year this year. I know he had a bit of an off year, but he is a weapon. He's also become a very big problem for New England because of his Pro Bowl selection, because of a bunch of other stuff. He's a $4 million cap hit this year, only a $72,000 dead cap. He's on a rookie deal, so he cannot be extended. The Patriots got Jake Bailey and moved on from Ryan Allen because Ryan Allen wanted to make a million dollars as the punter, and Belichick thought that was too expensive. There is no way that Bill Belichick is going to give Jake Bailey $4 million to punt the football, especially considering that he got blocked twice this year. No, that wasn't necessarily on Jake Bailey. But it's going to put a blemish on that cap hit as the Patriots trying to clear up some space. This is a tough offseason for me because they're probably going to lose Dante Hightower, my favorite Patriot of all time. They're going to lose Jake Bailey, who I absolutely love, and I don't think that people appreciate the weapon that he is. But I'm also very realistic, folks. $4 million, there's no way, no way that Bill Belichick is going to pay $4 million for a punter. Tuesday night on the Deer Pass Station live show, we had a conversation about Brian Flores. And the conversation basically was, would it be smart for the Patriots to bring back Flores? And I saw a report today. I want to say it was like a Pat's pulpit. I don't necessarily remember who, though. Said, hey, it would be smart of the Patriots to go get Brian Flores. Let me tell you why I don't think it is. And it has nothing to do with Brian Flores, the coach. Has nothing to do with any lawsuits. It has to do with this. It has to do with Gerard Mayo. Gerard Mayo last week during the Super Bowl week, he basically expressed his love for the New England Patriots. He talked about how it would take the absolute perfect situation for him to leave. He has shut down defensive coordinator offers so he could stay in New England. He also expressed his desire to maybe one day possibly be the head coach of the New England Patriots. A move, by the way, ladies and gentlemen, I fully support. 
if the Patriots were to bring back Brian Flores, that would knock Gerard Mayo down a rung on the ladder. My fear is, if you knock Mayo down one rung, just one rung, the perfect situation suddenly could appear. Suddenly, Gerard Mayo doesn't love New England as much as he did last week. Suddenly, perhaps, Gerard Mayo is a defensive coordinator somewhere else. And the Patriots could be sending what I believe could be a great future head coach of the Patriots out the door when they don't have problems on the defensive staff right now. The problems are on the offensive side. So I don't believe bringing back Brian Flores is a smart move for New England. I don't know who saw this on... I saw it on Twitter on Wednesday. This is probably, I don't know, Monday or Tuesday. But the Bengals returned home from Los Angeles. And despite losing the game and blaming the referees, but despite losing the game, they were met with a hero's reception. And I thought to myself, I remember when the Patriots lost Super Bowl 52. This, of course, was coming a year after they'd won a Super Bowl. This, of course, was losing a Super Bowl after winning two of the last three, going to the Super Bowl three of the last four years. And I heard Patriot fans using words like Bella fraud. Fire Belichick. Cut this guy. Cut that guy. Patriot fans were so mad. I know Patriot fans to this day who aren't over Super Bowl 52. To this day, the Patriots won another Super Bowl since then. I thought to myself, the state of Ohio outside of the Cavaliers, they've had nothing to cheer for. I don't think I'm saying anything that nobody already knows. Maybe Titletown's gotten a little bit spoiled the last 20 years. But it's not just people from Boston. It was Patriot fans from all over the world who were just angry that the Patriots lost 52. I mean, they won 49, they won 51, they won 53, yet people still talk to me about Super Bowl 52. Of course, the Malcolm Butler benching is a reason behind it. But come on, kids. Let's be real. Let's be mature about this. Let's learn a lesson from fan bases who have actually dealt with a lot of true controversy, true heartbreak in their life. Because I'm already dealing with Patriot fans upset with this and upset with that. Patriot fans are always upset. Learn from the Bengals fans. Support your team. Blame the referees for your loss, even though it's not their fault. Blame the refs. Don't take accountability for losses, but don't put the blame on anybody on the team either. Don't put the blame on the coach. Appreciate what you had. Don't be that spoiled 
rotten fan base that we've kind of gotten the reputation of being over the years. Now, there's been a lot of debate, mostly on Twitter. Very toxic place to be, fair to say. The debate has been around a Mr. Matthew Stafford. Is Matthew Stafford a Hall of Famer? Probably not. But I don't really want to get into the Matthew Stafford debate. What I wanted to get into was Eli Manning. Because I saw people making Eli Manning comparisons with Matthew Stafford and basically had them both not going to the Hall of Fame. And that irritated me. First of all, the only quarterback ever to win multiple championships and not get elected into the Hall of Fame was Jim Plunkett. Former Patriot, by the way, for those of you who don't know. It's a little history lesson. But won two championships with the Raiders. And he's the only quarterback to win multiple championships, not go to the Hall of Fame. Eli Manning broke the Patriots' heart and the Patriots' fan base, Pat's Nation's heart. In two separate Super Bowls, including the undefeated season. So I know that it's difficult to say something nice about Eli Manning if you're a Patriots fan. However, two Super Bowl MVPs. The Hall of Fame, to me, is not the stat Hall of Fame. Otherwise, you just set a benchmark. You set the benchmark. There's a checklist. Does this player meet the checklist? Yes. Check it off. If he does, let 40 guys in a year. Here's the thing. The NFL Hall of Fame is a museum. Can you write the history of the NFL and leave out Matthew Stafford, even though he is a Super Bowl champion? I believe that you can. Can you write the history of the NFL and leave out Eli Manning? You cannot. That's what makes him a Hall of Famer. I get that Richard Sherman is stuck on stats. And Richard Sherman, in my mind, is a Hall of Famer because you cannot write the history of the NFL without writing a chapter about Richard Sherman. I think you can write a chapter without writing about Russell Wilson. I know, I said it. I said it. I'm sorry. But it's true. Eli Manning is a Hall of Famer. That is a hill that I'm willing to die on. And it is one that I will fight you on every single day of the week. Tom Brady said today that he is content and happy with his decision to retire from the game of football. And he didn't say it today, he said it yesterday. So thinking about Tom Brady today, as I do, I remembered a mic'd up moment from when he won the Super Bowl last season with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And Giselle came on to the field to celebrate his Super Bowl victory with him, his triumphant return to the Vince Lombardi Trophy. And she said to him, what more do you have to prove? And that got me thinking. By the end of his career, Tom Brady's legacy meant more to him than football did. People always looked at Brady as the ultimate competitor. 
right? He just loves football. He counts down the days to the Super Bowl. We all saw his tweet that he put out the other day with his alarm going off telling him that it was Super Bowl time. He needed to dig his own legacy, carve his own legacy outside of Bill Belichick. He didn't want the asterisk of he can only win with Belichick on him. And he, it's gone. Belichick's now trying to erase that asterisk. He didn't have to come back for one more season. He could have retired last year. Could have retired a champion. A champion. Chose not to. Because there was records to be broken, people. There was legacies to further cement. There was goathood to prove forever. Now, 30, 40, 50, 60, 70 years from now, no one's going to talk about Tom Brady. Same way people barely talk about Johnny Unitas right now. But I'm telling you right now, Tom Brady did not care about the game of football by the end. He cared about the game of TB12 and TB12 legacy. I'm not saying it's a bad thing. I'm saying it's the offseason. There's not a whole lot to talk about, so that's one of the subjects that I'm talking about today. It's also a curious one, because do you look at Tom Brady differently? Knowing that it was more about his legacy than it was the game of football? Because as a fan, I'm not in love with legacies. I'm in love with the game. So, there's that. That's it. That's the half hour. That's the 10 subjects. This podcast flies. I'm telling you. There's days I sit there and I'm looking at the time. And I'm like, oh man, I got to get this going. I'm running out of time. And all of a sudden I'm like, oh my God, I'm at the 30 minute. Thanks for tuning in to the Dear Pat Station podcast. You're all beautiful. Remember that this episode of the Dear Pat Station podcast is brought to you by our sponsors over at Ultra Game. Get decked out in fully licensed NFL gear. They've got all your favorite teams over there. Go check out Ultra Game, one of the largest suppliers of licensed NFL apparel. Don't waste your money on knockoffs. Go get geared up with Ultra Game. Uh, thanks so much, everybody who's listening live on the Halftime app. If you are just uh, listening to this podcast, I do go live every night on the Halftime app and record the podcast so go over head on over to halftime follow me if you're what listening on on halftime give me a follow i'm here every day i don't have a time i'm gonna be honest with you. i don't have a time i get on here when i can tonight is a little later tomorrow might be a little bit earlier i get on here when i can don't forget that we're members of the dean blundell podcast network go to deanblundell.com check out all the work i'm doing over there see what else is happening over on the dean blundell network over 100 podcasts and content creators go check it out DeanBlundell.com. Make sure you go check out RayRoute.com where you get all my latest videos, blogs, podcast episodes, merch stores, updates, announcements. You can send me emails, all that fun stuff. Go to RayRoute.com. You'll appreciate it. I'm telling you. It's fun. It's a fun website. It's for the video and listener aficionados. I try to write a little bit, but I'm a video maker, not a blogger. It is what it is. That's it. I'm enjoying time on the halftime app. I got to tell you guys that. And and if you're on the halftime app, I hope that you're uh, enjoying yourself on here too. It's uh, 
it's cool. And uh, so I appreciate all y'all. And uh, until next time, never, ever, ever forget, you're all legit, kid. Hi, I'm Mercedes Nickel, four-time Winter Olympian and host of Dropping In, a podcast with Mercedes. This is a podcast where I interview a bunch of different people. I get the good, the bad, and the ugly, as well as I share my stories along the way. Now you can drop in at droppingin.com or subscribe on Apple, Spotify, and YouTube. I'll see you soon. the blue hotel I wanna live at the blue hotel the podcast that goes everywhere the imagination dares it's for the open minded the pleasure seeker it's Jeff Woods with the new podcast about relationships and sexuality, theme-based with special guests, the Blue Hotel Hotline, and every episode climaxes with an adult bedtime story. Get a room and listen in at the Blue Hotel. Begins Friday, September 23rd.